be the bull. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Danielle McCartney. Sports Radio 你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的你的
reading, you know, tributes from those who did know him and they're moving. They they all describe the same person, a hardworking guy, a champion for everybody and someone who just makes everyone around him better. And, um, you know, I just hope that um, an autopsy is performed here in the United States of America. And, and I pray that his family finds peace because that that's that's such a tragic, tragic story coming out of Qatar. Always in, uh, a rough transition here. But as we sit right now with tomorrow, not promised to anyone, opening day baseball is exactly 110 days away. And the hot stove around here is boiling hot. The Yankees, you know, their most notable transactions. It's like a math equation here. Plus Aaron Judge, plus Anthony Rizzo, plus Tommy Canley, minus Jameson Tyone. The Mets... Most notably in actual transactions, well, they found Nemo, plus Nemo, plus Robertson, minus DeGrom, plus Verlander, minus Taewon Walker, plus Jose Quintana. And don't forget about the plus Edwin Diaz almost exactly a month ago. It feels so long ago, right? So the essential questions around here are, A, are the New York Yankees and the New York Mets better right now, right now on December 10th, than they were last season, and B, you should never be satisfied, by the way, but B, what work still needs to be done in the construction of both of those teams? Well, we'll take the Mets first. I posted a poll at Coach MCCARTAN on Twitter uh, just, just a few hours ago asking if right now the Mets are better than they were last year. 54% of voters said yes, the Mets are better right now than they were last year. And I know that Geo called them, the word he used was marginally better, which I don't all the way agree with. I think they're better than marginally better, but just barely. They, the Mets are far, far from complete. And then you look at the team. Okay, they're better because Jacob DeGrom barely pitched last season. And the best ability is availability, right? I feel like a Joe Judge there or a Ted Lasso. I love on the broadcast of the net game they referenced Ted Lasso. I love that. Made me laugh. But you'd have to think that even at that age, Verlander gives you more starts than DeGrom in a, in, a, in the course of a season. And he's probably just under a healthy DeGrom in terms of talent level, which is fine because when he is on, DeGrom is still the best pitcher in baseball, no matter where he's pitching. So can two of the oldest players in the game, Verlander and Scherzer, stay on the mound for the whole season? It's a big gamble, and there's no way to see into the future. There's just no way. So if you're going to call up and say yes or no, well, then I'd like to know where your crystal ball is, and I'd like to know the next six numbers in the Mega Millions drawing. Then the argument could be, well, they're even. The Mets are kind of sort of even. They've traded out DeGrom. They got Verlander in, in his place. You know, Walker, Quintana, Diaz is the same. Brandon Nimmo is the same. Uh, Diaz, the best closer in the game, of course. Brandon Nimmo, who is one of the best center fielders in the game. Don't at me. Just go ahead and look at the numbers. I have screenshots if you need. Um, and, and then the argument of, of they're not better could be, well, they are still weak at third base. They still don't have a real designated hitter. And Tiki Barber said, he said, kudos to getting Nimmo and Verlander, but they need power. And if they don't spend the money to get the power, it's going to feel disappointing even if they are better. Right. So what's next for the Mets? Well, if you already blown by all the luxury tax stop signs, 
then why not just keep the pedal to the metal? One, Carlos Correa said he'd only play third base to Francisco Lindor's shortstop. Otherwise, the guy's a shortstop. So, hey, the Mets have a glaring need for a third baseman. Because I, I looked today at the depth chart, just to be really sure, Luis Guillorme is listed as their top third baseman on the depth chart right now. Tell me who you'd rather have as your starting third baseman, Carlos Correa or Luis Guillorme? Guillorme's a great utility glove. That's it. So why not Correa, too? You've already blown past all the luxury tax stop signs. Keep the pedal to the metal at this point. Or is it that the Yankees are all in on Correa? Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Number two, this is probably should be number one. The Mets need, as I said last week, a big bat. There's no actual way that they are really going to run it back with uh, internal options at DH, are they? And that was a huge deficiency, especially after the trade deadline last season, which was mystifying to me. Even at the time, on the record. And three... Okay, well, if the Mets are looking for another starting pitcher, which they probably should, I studied 10 of them. I had nine metrics. I'm looking at a chart that I made right now. When I post this, everybody makes fun of my graphics. I don't care. It's a table made in Google Docs. I looked at nine metrics plus their market values. And of the remaining, you know, top-tier starting pitching still out there, I picked 10 of them, Kodai Senga is the one for me. Based on what I've studied about him, he is virtually unhittable in Japan. And of course, there's always the question mark of what he would do here and how the game translates. But if it's not him, I don't know. I'm looking at this list. I'm like, I guess you try to coax Chris Bassett back. Ross Stripling, not the right answer. Nathan Ivaldi, really not the right answer. Rodon, out of the price market of the Mets. You know, I, I know that there's no ceiling, but... Rodon would be ridiculous. That's kind of really it. So we look at the Yankees, and I put the same exact poll up at Coach MCCARTAN on Twitter a few hours ago asking, are the Yankees better right now than they were last year? Do you know 92% of the voters said no. The Yankees, as they are currently constructed, are not better than they were last year. I agree. Yes, Aaron Judge is back. Yes, the Yankees needed him to be back for a multitude of different reasons. Was the deal too long? Probably. Was it a ton of money? Yes. You don't think the Yankees already know that? And then you got, yes, Anthony Rizzo is back. That was important. But then a big fat question mark surrounding DJ LeMayhew. What is he going to be? What's up with his toe? How many games can he play next season? Will surgery happen? Is it still on the table? There are lots of unanswered questions with him, and and that makes that renders the surplus of infielders, middle infielders, not so surplusy if you ask me. So you know, I would wait and see about Lemayhu first. And remember, his best defensive position is at second base. You know, and then you got Tommy Canley. He hopes to bolster a bullpen that was wiped out with injuries uh, late in the season. Jameson Tyone found greener pastures, apparently. And to me, you know, question B, you know, what is on the list of needs for the Yankees? Well, first of all, the list of needs for the Yankees, I think, is more urgent than the list of needs for the Mets, which is crazy because the Yankees are coming off a season where they appeared in the ALCS. I mean, one, 
Who's playing left field for you? I mean, you know that Brian Reynolds has requested a trade from, from Pittsburgh, but the Pirates say that they have no plans to move him. Forget about him. If you're the Yankees and you're looking to spend less money and move a surplus of those assets, that's the answer. Or the better answer is to spend money, just money, on a reunion with Andrew Benintendi. He is a better player than Reynolds at the moment. And 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 the Yankees, they're looking to win now, right? You cannot have Oswaldo Cabrera out there on a daily basis. Stanton really should be out there, but you know how that goes. And, and number two, if, if you're looking to maybe improve the Yankees starting pitching, forget about Rodon, especially for the deal he's looking for. People say around here, Jacob deGrom is injury prone. Rodon is a mirror image. A sprained wrist in 2016. Biceps bursitis in 2017. Shoulder information when he returned in 2017, which bled into the 2018 season. Then Tommy John surgery ended his 2019 season after just seven starts. Since then... Since he's been back, an elbow, a hand, a shoulder, two illnesses. I mean, can this guy take the heat of New York? I don't think so. It's not worth it. If the Yankees are looking for starting pitching, then, you know, working within the tax parameters, maybe they should be looking for, like, a a lesser guy, lesser expensive guy, like Chris Bassett. I mean, he's a good pitcher. He's already proven that he can play and win in New York. And why not? Get on the phone with Kodai Senga, especially since he's been very strongly linked to the Red Sox. Now, getting back to Carlos Correa, would he play third base in a Yankee uniform? Probably not. But that would be a great scenario for the Yankees, who could hopefully eat some cash and part ways with Josh Donaldson. And while you're at it, do the same with with Aaron Hicks. Because, and here's the other thing. Buster only said on a radio show in uh, the Bay Area, California, he said that the Yankees are, quote, working on something big. Well, here that leads me to point three. I say what you do with your surplus of middle infielders is is nail down something big. Oh, how about a real-life closing pitcher? You know, Clay Holmes looked to be the guy early in the season, yet he, he lost it halfway through, never really regained it. Imagine this. Clay Holmes as your eighth-inning setup man or even seventh-and-eighth-inning setup man to a real closer. And, and he did a fine enough job filling the role, but with him as a setup man, the Yankees would be playing like seven inning games all season long. I mean, the Red Sox just signed Kenley Jansen, who saved the second most games in the league last season. That was a good signing. So is trading for the closer the big thing that the Yankees are working on? I mean, I would love to have Daniel Bard of the Rockies. He would be he would be great. But they just extended him in July. So I don't know. I'm just throwing the, the the idea out there into the ether. And of course, and finally, number four, the Yankees have to figure out who's going to play the most important position on the field. And I recognize my bias here, of course. Shortstop. I laughed out loud when I saw that they re-signed Isaiah Kainer-Falefa three weeks ago. Who they benched in the postseason, mind you. Don't forget that. What are they doing? Peraza played fine when he was thrown in in a place of of a high-pressure situation instead of uh, IKF. Give Peraza a whole season to improve at the major league level, and he'll be fine. Got Josh Donaldson at third. I can't do it. He was a good fielder. He has a good arm. But at the plate, he looked lost. He looked washed. and 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 he didn't make any adjustments. 
So let me channel my inner uh, Ariana Grande here and say thank you next uh, on last year's left side of the infield. Get rid of them all. Done. Clean it out. Start over. So I agree with you that the Yankees at this moment in time are not, you know, better than they were last year. Kind of same status quo, really. Then, of course, Aaron Judge, Brandon Nemo in Italian, Nemo in English. Two home run guys on their respective teams. Of course, this past week, week inked some big deals since the last time you and I have talked. They are both in line for captainship on their respective teams. Yes, I would think so. If you're asking me, Danielle McCartan, I would say absolutely. Captain Judge, Captain Nimmo. We'll explore that. We'll get your reactions to the flurry of activity that both of our New York teams have made this past week at 877-337-6666.